All right. Coming to you from Jolly Roger. I'm trying a new tagline here. We're calling it Jolly Roger, where pirates go to play. We're going to try and see see how that works out. Today, we actually have people in the audience watching us, too. We got Bill. We'll hear from Bill later on today. Um, actually, what we're going to do today is we've got a little bit something different is, uh, I don't know what we're going to call it right now, but I'm just going to say women in sailing. Uh, any of you who've ever gone sailing, I think we see a lot of men and we don't see a lot of ladies out there. And so I thought we do have ladies in our club who sail. So I thought I would get them together. And, uh, you know, so what would you say if somebody said to you, women should not be on a sailboat? That's not true. That's wrong. <laughs> what do you mean? There's a place for a woman on a sailboat. Whether yeah. whether you have somebody that, a woman that really, really wants to get involved with sailing or somebody that really doesn't like to do as much work, maybe just, and as long as you, the people you're with are good with that, there is no reason women can't be on a sailboat. <laughs> Oh, I guess what I didn't do is I jumped right in. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell us who you are? I'm sorry. Oh. We'll start um, with you, Judy. Okay. Uh, Betty's giving you that little pointer finger. She is. She's kind of shy. Not not really. Um, I'm Judy Owens. My husband and I have been in Jolly Rogers since I think 1986 or 87, somewhere in that range. So we've been around a long time, seen a lot of stuff. We're not the oldest people in the club. Betty's been in the club much longer than we have. No, I so, believe that, well, okay, I'm Betty Man Warren, and my husband was Commodore in 2003. And uh, we've been, I think we joined in uh, 87 also, but really? Ed and I, um, That's my fault. as a partner, started sailing in uh, 83. Okay. And... Uh, I was his first mate, and you see my shirt says first mate. <laughs> I should have that shirt as well. Yeah. I. Uh, my daughter made this. That's beautiful. I mean, uh, put this on there, but I sewed the zipper in it. It was a over-the-head shirt. Okay, now, you, now you're going to have to tell people because they don't know. We can't see it. You used to make sales, right? Yes. For 25 years, I worked for John Greiner, the sail maker. Because that looks like a, a zipper that would have been on a sail or something, huh? No. Oh, no? Oh, no. This bought at probably Joanne Fabrics. Oh, okay. There's so a- what Betty has on is actually a, a pullover sweatshirt that she made over into a zip-up a zip up sweatshirt. And then it looks like cross-stitch where you've got first mate with the ship's wheel. Yes, on- that was my daughter did that. That's beautiful. But that is, that's, that that's pretty what, nice. And that's I put really these nice. pockets on it. So. She used her sail-making talents, her sewing talent. I'm sure she has more than just sail-making talents um, when she sews. But. Yes, at one time I had uh, nine children in my house, and so I sewed quite Ooh. a bit um, for the four girls. <laughs> now, you had a, a sewing machine for sails, and then what did you do? Have another sewing machine to make clothes on, or could you use the same one? No. No, it's totally different sailing, and you need a more high-powered because you sew a lot heavier stuff when you're huh? sewing a, a sail, especially on the corners, where you put all of the um, extra pieces in there to make it strong enough to hold the um, pull. Did you ever sew your finger? No, but I went beside my finger one time, and that didn't feel very good. But you didn't hit it? You didn't get blood on the sail? No, no. Right. I, I'm, just, I'm just wondering. That could, yeah. that could happen. 
You know, I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have have seen. Have you ever seen that? Um, those new things, those sail GP. They look like they fly. The boats fly on the. Have you seen those on TV at all? Well, anyways, one of the rules that they have right now is they have to have a one woman crew member. Oh. Um, because they're trying to promote women in sailing. And there's been a lot of discussion about whether the um, ASA certified races should also mandate a woman crew person. What do you guys think about that? I think that they should be there if they want, not being mandated. So you don't think that should be part of the rules? No. I don't. I think I agree with Betty. I think that um, if you want to sail, you should be able to sail. But it should be the woman's choice on how involved in sailing she wants to become. Men have the same choice. So you it, don't think the team should have to take a woman? No. No. I think it, I think it, I, I don't know what that would do to like a morale kind of thing on board. I mean, okay. t- a t- yeah. the team atmosphere of it. If, if you, if the part of the team feels like they had to take somebody, not necessarily wanted to, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that would um, promote the good. The, the good feelings between the crew. And if you're going to be doing some pretty competitive sailboat racing, you need to have that camaraderie and be able to work together without having any kind of uh, feelings about if can this person actually do it or not, or that kind of thought if you have a woman on board. Because that gets pretty, that's pretty strenuous pretty, sailing. Pretty, tra- yeah, strenuous. So you meant, go ahead, go ahead, Betty. And uh, a bunch of men together, they use different language a lot of times when there's not a woman around. And I think if they don't want the woman on there, they can feel more at ease. Interesting. That so is I, interesting, too. Yeah, I didn't think about I, that. I'm, I'm very surprised, uh, since both you ladies have sailed quite a bit. Uh, that, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you sail mostly with your husband? All the time. And I was the, I was the first mate. Yeah. They, uh, except if we sailed some club night races here. A friend of ours, Chuck Lever, would be on board with us, uh, mainly just uh, as another person. He did some things. If, if I'd tell him, Chuck, pull the main over or something, he would he would do that. But um, it, it was just at Ed and I. And we uh, sailed for, well, what was it, four years before we joined here. And the, our first year or second year of having the sailboat, we went clear up to the tip of uh, Lake Huron. Tell me about that trip, because you, I was have, um, able to go to Betty's house one time and um, and visited, and she showed me a map of the places she's been, and she showed me a little bit about that trip. T- tell us about that trip. I thought that was kind of cool, so <laughs> I'd like to record it so other people can hear what you did. Well, um, I worked, was still working for John Greiner, and uh, he wasn't too happy about me um, uh, leaving for a week because at that time it, we only took a week and it took about a week to get up to the North Channel but uh, we uh, maybe we, maybe it was two weeks because um, okay to get up there you um, go up through the Detroit River up to Lake St. Clair up the Lake St. Clair River under the uh, Mackinac no not Mackinac Bridge Port Huron? Port, I think Port Huron, where 
I don't the know water sure. Lake Huron comes down into mm-hmm. the river there right at a good swift speed and you have to go way over to the side to be able to go through it and you have to have your motor on you it just don't sail and uh, then you go to each port each uh, day is a port and you go to a bay bay uh, you should have told me to get a. Yeah, I should. You know. I'm, I'm not being fair to you. I should have had you bring your map. We can. We can probably. Now, let me ask you this about going up the Detroit River. I always heard that that's there's a lot of current there. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, that is current. That's another thing that we learned by experience. We were sailing up there. You can't always sail uh, because the wind sometimes is not um, with you. But um, I thought that. We were going, and then he said, "You know what? I think I got to turn the motor on. I've seen that uh, same tree there for quite a while." <laughs> <laughs> you even, thought it was stationary, huh? <laughs> even though the speed, the odometer said that we were going five knots. Yeah, we were, but we were sitting in the water, not going nowhere. So that river is kind of fast, then. Mm-hmm. Have you been up that river too, Judy? We have, and it is. We were up there in our Catalina twenty-five. Um, we actually took a trip of the old Boblo Island that mm-hmm. was up there she years and years ago. She was talking about that earlier, yeah. We, would, we went up there uh, one or two times, I think, with our kids, and the kids all took a friend. So we had – people used to laugh at us because they said we traveled in a herd because we had two <laughs> boys and a girl, and each of the boys had a friend, and there was Bill and I on a 25-foot boat. So we mm-hmm. were crowded. but That's friendly. That's, that's, that's friendly, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. So, that's but those fun. were good times. Those were good times, and we uh, – we, but that current in that river is pretty pretty swift. Yeah. So yeah, you you have to. I would say <laughs> use a motor so you can get where you need to be. <laughs> so. What do you think? Uh, now both of you guys have sailed with your husbands. A lot of a lot of husband and wives don't sail together. What would you say are the up and the downsides to sailing with your spouse? Uh, first of all, Bill and I always had a rule on our boat that it's what's set on the boat stays on the boat because oh, if you get in the heat of the moment. Things can fly out of your mouth that you really don't mean. <laughs> well, you didn't mean them at the moment, but yeah. So that was always a rule that we had. Um, I feel that I was real fortunate because Bill was a very good teacher. I knew nothing. Okay. I knew nothing. Bill's kind of a, yeah, he's got a good way about him. I yeah. yeah, yeah. He's very patient that way. And when we first got a boat, we got a Catalina 22. Okay. And um, he was very, very patient with me, teaching me the language, you know, what things were. How when you said the language, I was getting a little worried. Oh, no, no, the sailing, oh, the, the sailing, the sailing lingo. Sailing language. Because <laughs> <laughs> all of those words, they didn't make any sense to me at the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so as with any sport, it's got its own. It does. Its own um, verbiage. It does, so, yeah. Anyway. So we had our Catalina 22, and one of the first things that he told me was that it's not if you're going to get caught in a storm, it's when. Boy, I tell you what, the buccaneer taught me that this last yes. year. Yes, yes. Um, one of the very first sailing experiences we had was out here with a storm, for me anyway, was out in the bay. We were going to uh, sail up to Luna Pier. That was when you could get behind the wall in there and put your boat in and go have lunch or dinner mm-hmm. or whatever at yeah. Chateau. 
And um, but it was such a nice day, we decided to just sail for a while. Well, here comes a storm. In fact, here comes two storms. The first one took us. One of them took us over towards Little Cedar Point, and then another one came through and took us back up towards North Cape Monroe out that way. We were out in the lake forever, and I was quite petrified. I think wherever that boat is today, there's nail marks in the bulkhead from where I was hanging on. Because now how big was that boat? That 22. You oh, boy. that was our 22. Um, you guys are rather adventurous. Huh? Yeah, we've been we've been around at this end of the lake. A lot of people have sailed a lot farther than we have, yeah, but we've yeah. been around this end of the lake. Anyway, we survived, you know, and we got back in. We had people out looking for us that day because... <laughs> They knew I'm we sure. were out, but we got back in, and I kissed the ground when I got off the boat. And but I still went back and did it again. So yeah. You now, know, now would, like, would your husband let you dock the boat? Did you dock the boat, Betty? <laughs> uh, in thirty years, no, I never docked the boat. My husband um, always took it out and, and put it back in the dock. In um, twenty oh nine, he had a a stroke. Mm-hmm. So. Then um, his mind and everything sort of went away like things happen. Yeah, sure. And then, but uh, I still maneuvered and sailed with him till 2012. And one of the times, um, and he was still docking it, though, and um, taking it out. Well, one of the times um, coming in the channel, I was sailing till. It was time for him to to dock it, and I said, "Well, what do I do next?" And he says, "Well, you're sailing it, do it." I said, "Oh no, you don't just put somebody in the car and say, here it is, drive.'" I said, "You got to show me what to do." Well, he wouldn't, and and I never docked it. <laughs> and I said, "I if I run into the rocks, you're going to yell at me, and I'm not docking it." And I never did. How about you, Judy? Um, I docked our boat one time. Uh, and you're still yeah. married, so it must have been okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's not my, it was never my thing to do. I did not want to dock the boat. When I did it the one time, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't very good. But I told, and Bill always says, well, what if something happened to me out in the lake? What if something and I wasn't able to dock the boat myself? And I said, well, you know what? I've seen it done and been on board enough times that I could do it if I had to. It might not be pretty, but I'd get the boat where it needed to be. So that was, I guess, our understanding going forward because he didn't, he didn't ask me to dock it. So I, I That just, was one of, my, one of Ed's comments to me also. Well, what if something happened to him in the lake, he said, well, then you had to dock it and you ran into the— Ran into the rocks. I was wouldn't be there to yell at you anyway. <laughs> See, we all we all use that line. What if something happened to us? Because we get stressed when we dock, and we'd rather somebody else do it also. But <laughs> and also with him steering, I'm more quicker to get off and get the lines to um, attach the boat when we got to the right. dock we had, than he was. Right, we had our system. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, it was our it was our system. Like you develop as you sail together, as anybody who sails together a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know next? what line to grab when you're coming into the dock, and yeah. you know you know what the skipper's going to do. He's going to you know pull it in, get it in there, and certain speeds so you can hopefully grab the line and not miss it. But 
Yeah. And 99% of the time, it works out just uh, fine. Are right. there things you think women do better on a boat than men? Well, I think uh, the woman is more agile and more Ooh. quicker at sometimes. Ooh. And sometimes. we were caught in a storm also one time in one of our adventures mm -hmm. uh, going up um, into Lake St. Clair to the port up there. Mm -hmm. And um, like you said about getting caught in a storm, mm -hmm. their uh, entrance mark is way out. We had just seen it, and this all of a sudden storm came. And at that point, our sailboat still had the um, clips that you put on the forest day to pull the um, sail up. The Hank? A, it was a Hank on? Yeah. Yeah, I we still have, have that. We did have furler. Yeah. And it's, it's blowing all over. Well, we saw it soon enough that I've got my foul weather gear on, and you let the sail down, but with the Hanks, it keeps wanting to go up when when yep. the wind blows yep. and the, yep. it's going like this. So I had to get up there on the forest day and hold it, I mean on the front of the boat, and hold that down and the waves coming up. Even though uh, I had foul weather gear on, I uh, was soaked to the skin. <laughs> but then um, the storm passed and we he was still in line because we he was able to keep it close to that mark. And um, we got to the entrance because it's still quite a ways to the entrance from that marker out there in the lake. And uh, the sun comes up. We're going in from a storm soaking wet. Here comes powerboats out in the nice sunshine. So <laughs> that was our first stop um, for our first trip up to North North Channel. I mean, yeah, up uh, Lake Huron. And um, we just docked it and he got the sails up to dry out and we got dry clothes on and laid on the ground with our bathing suits. <laughs> you know, when you were talking about going up front to hold the sail down, I was just imagining if I told my wife, hey, listen, I need you to go up front and hold that sail down. <laughs> I, I don't think that would be happening. He did not tell me. Oh. He always said, I'll go do that. I'll go do that. I said, "Oh no, you're you're steering." Uh, I I wanted to go. I, I felt that was what I was able to do, and he could keep it on course. So now I got to tell you, my wife. I like when she goes because, like, she can when we trim the sails. She can tell when we're in the right p position and it's trimmed correctly by the feel of the tiller. I can't do that. Uh -huh. But she will know. Now, if the wind gets real high or extremely low, she doesn't like to, to mess. But if it's just a regular day, mm -hmm. so, yeah, she, she's pretty good at, at steering the boat. Um, in fact, I got a picture I just got developed. I had to take to work because she doesn't like it because her, her hair's blown out of place. Oh. And, uh, and, and I say this is what... This is what six knots on a beam reach looks like. And she's sitting there. She's got her legs crossed, and she's on the tiller, and, and she looks so, so relaxed. So, You know, there is a point on the sailboat 
when you have it trimmed correctly, and you probably know this, that it will sail itself if you have it trimmed correctly. It won't deviate one way or the other. Now, would you get time on the tiller, too, when you Me? were with Bill? Oh, yeah. Okay, especially, so you got tiller time. Especially in light air, because he, and if we're in a race and the, the wind dies and it's... okay. He always he would put me on the on the helm because he doesn't have the patience to steer in anything in light air. He does does doesn't. It drives him That's crazy. Interesting, especially the last couple of years uh, that we had our boat. Yeah. Uh, like I say, Ed would get it in the dock and out of the dock, but it get in the lake. He was left me to do everything else. If I had to go change the sail up on the front or anything, he would steer, but. After that, he didn't even want to steer. So I knew how to steer, too, and trim the sails. Good. Good. Yeah. Now, do, do you think there's things on the boat that are hard for women to do? Harder? Harder, depending on the wind. I mean... Okay. Mm-hmm. Ex- expound on that. If you've got a really strong breeze blowing, it puts more pressure on the sheet lines if you've got to mm-hmm. trim in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's harder. It's harder for me. Uh, because it's well, it just physically is. I, it's it isn't that you can't do it. It just takes you a little more time because you don't have the strength that a that a man would have. Mm-hmm. Is my feeling. So, but what else could be harder? That's pretty much it. getting around if you're healed over. But that's anybody. Anybody would feel like that. I think pretty much just trying to trim the sails is where the strength, a lot of the strength comes in. See, that's, that's what I would think, too, because, like I said, the women can obviously steer the boat. My, my wife will do that just fine, although I have to always tease because sometimes she'll go maybe where the direction that we go fastest, not necessarily where we're going. And sometimes I have to say, well, we're not going that way. Yeah, but we can go faster this way. I said, yeah, but we're going home now. So <laughs> she, she got that from Jan, you know, Jan and Hank. Jan does that. You'll be out with her and. It's because it's faster. It's like, but we're not going there. <laughs> yeah, but, you, yeah, you got to figure out the. <laughs> yeah, we always said when we were not racing but cruising, mm-hmm. we always had a rule on our boat: if we can't do what I think four knots sailing, we're going to turn the motor <laughs> on and go because we want to get where we're going. <laughs> so, uh, the first few years that uh, we had our boat, <clears throat> Ed wouldn't turn the motor on. It was always I don't. I think we even just went three knots, but um, <laughs> we purchased the boat in 03, and uh, I had a co-sign for him to get it, but we didn't get married till five for five years oh. after we had met. We got married in 85, okay. not 83, so we weren't married yet, but um, Ed lived next to Danny Tushan, the sailmaker, and uh, him and his wife departed. Parted, and uh, then Danny said to Ed, well, why don't you come over to the sail shop with me and uh, go sailing? So Ed would go with Danny to shop, Sean, on the sailboats that uh, he was showing some customer, basically to give Danny some time to talk to these customers, and Ed would sail. And that's where he learned a lot of the his sailing, and then he wanted to buy a boat, and this was all before I knew him. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, Danny told Ed, well, you need to take one sailing ca- sail class first. 
So he connected Ed with a woman up at North Cape, because he was a member there also. And uh, she took him out on the water to sail. And uh, I don't know, I don't remember how many times um, Ed said that she told him, okay, you can sail your own. You don't need any more teaching. So then uh, Ed apparently looked around and um, then we had met. John was renting uh, a building behind Danny Tushan's sail sailboat sails. And then Ed would uh, come in and out of the the building. And I guess then, as says Danny, told him to ask me to go out. Well, that's how you well, met he, him, huh? Yeah. Oh. But before of an episode before that, I had said to Danny, when you take these, and before I knew Ed also, take these people out and show them how to sail, don't you have room for one small body like me? Ooh. And he said, yeah, I'll get you out there. Well, he was going to take a sailboat over to the boat show. Mm-hmm. And Larry Imhoff was Danny's work, worker then, and he had Ed go along. So that was the first uh, time I ever saw Ed, and uh, we probably didn't even say five words to one another on that first trip over there because uh, Ed sailed in the sailed in the channel, and Larry had me help put the sails up on the boat, and by the time we got over then to West Sister, like, um, and I wasn't that old at that time, but women, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so uh, Larry said, well, there's one downstairs. You can go down. And uh, I got down there, and then, then Larry said, oh, wait a minute. I got to put chemicals in there. So I sit down, and uh, this is a, a learning for a learning process because then I'm sitting down there and don't really know what I'm going to learn, that uh, you have to find out what to look at when you're down below so you don't get sick. So by the, time vomit on the, boat. I, by the time I got through and went upstairs up to the cockpit and sat down, uh, about the rest of the way I sat on the cockpit, looking at the fish, <clears throat> feeding them. And uh, we're out by West Sister now. And uh, then Larry says, oh, I got sandwiches. <laughs> That's the worst. I said, no, thank you. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> but then when we got to land, I was okay. Yeah, I, So Ed I'm and like I that. did a lot of uh, motor taking Danny Tushan's brand-new boats to boat shows. Yeah. To Cedar Point, to up there at, at um, well, it's in Lake St. Clair. Oh. Um, Is it Metropolitan Canada? Beach? Yeah. Is it Metropolitan Beach? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Up there somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did you ever get sick? Um, Judy? Did I ever get, I've not ever physically gotten sick, but uh-huh. I have felt like probably it would have been better if I did. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i like Betty, I can't stay below, when it's rough, 
mm-hmm. it's rough out, I I can't be below for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'll go down and go to the bathroom, and then I got to come back up because I, I can't do that. So, but most of the time I'm okay. Well, that was my very first, and I've after with thirty years of um, learning, I I could go down below. Could now. you? I never. Yeah. I, it never changed for me. It doesn't <laughs> change for me. I go below in the rough weather and. And it's not a good thing. <laughs> so how would you go below and not get sick then? Since you figured out the trick, why don't you share that with the rest of us that go below pee and hurry back up? Well, that's one thing you can do. But if if sometimes you just need to relax, I can lay down if I lay down. Yeah, I've heard that's better. I, I've never done I can, that. I can be okay if I lay down. And close your eyes because then you're not yeah. getting tricked. You're, 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 yeah. Yes, I. when you say about the eyes, I think that's it. Because if you can look out a window... And see stationed mm-hmm. ground. Mm-hmm. That is that helps. It didn't work much for me. Did it? <laughs> it doesn't work much <laughs> for me. Well, yeah, and I guess then we all have to find out our own what works. Yeah, yeah. what works. What works for us. Now, what about what about um, one of the things about sailing that seems to be big time views on? Or what do you think about life jackets? What are your views oh. on life jackets from, in sailing? I wear a life jacket. Do you wear one all the time when you sail? I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Judy. <laughs> I have to be honest. Um, most of the time when we went out sailing just to sail around, whether or not bad or anything, I did not have my life jacket on. Okay. I would be in the cockpit, mm-hmm. you know, and probably not the smartest thing, to, but that's just the way I did it. You well, would probably be, I, go ahead. I probably misspoke there. Um, if the weather wasn't bad, I... When, but we were just now talking about the weather. Right, uh, yeah. So, what about uh, if you're up on deck messing with the sails? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, then. Okay. Even if it's just windy, or especially if I have to go down and pull the main down to the next reef, yeah. uh, I wear a life jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, and I had a, a, and especially if it was a storm, I would use a, a lifeline. A harness. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to ask next. So you had jack lines on your boat, or did you just harness into something on the mast, or what, how did you do that? Well, um, I what we had was one that I didn't go, wasn't really long. I It was... Pretty uh, short tether? Yeah. Okay. And uh, if I was up there by the main, then I would be attached more... In that okay. area, okay. otherwise not big, not a. I don't know what the what the length is. Of I don't a either. Real but. lifeline, but if it's real line, I mean, you could fall over and just still fall in the water yeah, if it was real line. So yeah, a, yeah, a short line that was safety. Yeah. What What about what are your views on these auto inflates? Are you okay with those? Um, I guess because so. everybody's got those now. Yeah, I, now, I guess Ed had one. Okay, but we never had to use it. Okay. So, but mine wasn't, and I didn't want to wear it. I, I had a another one that I also sewed on a strap that would go under my legs because it was. Oh yeah. Okay. So it, yeah. It wouldn't go wouldn't ride up it, when you were in yeah. the water. Yeah. 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 That's a good idea. That is actually. a good idea. I know a lot of them with the harness, I think, have that also in there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, life jackets, I mean, usually I'll, I'll wear mine, but um, sometimes I forget. 
you know, I'm, I have to be honest. But but I try to put it on, especially if I'm going outside the boat, you know, I mean, outside the cockpit up on the, because I have mm-hmm. Hank on uh, uh, for sale. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it, it should drop all the way, but they never do with the Hank ons. You always got to get up there in that last little two feet. You got to pull that thing down and then it wants to blow into the water and, and yeah, uh, so now always, you got to tie it down or we weight it down. Take and, a bungee up and tie it yeah, down. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, those are some things I learned after uh, I put the sail in the water and then got one of the lines in the water and the, the motor ate it. And and then I had to get rescued. And, and then instead of um, the common sense thing of um, dropping my anchor, I started drifting and I thought I was going to visit the lighthouse. Oh. And uh, we kept getting closer and I was like, oh. But then after it's done, I'm thinking, how stupid am I? All I had to do is drop the anchor and wait on the towboat. But, you know, you don't think about that stuff in the heat of the moment, you know. But you will the next time. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) And I get seasick anyway, so I always have to take something. Even I sailed my boat 25 times last year, and I always take something when I go out. Mm -hmm. And after I, I went down below and I came up and was throwing up. Man, my wife was so mad. She was like, I was like. So would you go again? Don't ask me today. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't. Uh, there's yeah. something that calls you back. <laughs> well, yeah. It, yeah. Um, you're talking about the your fingernails. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, after Ed and I met, then we did. I did some day sailing with him, and then uh, we. He was going to go over to Putin Bay. So on Friday night, okay, we're going to Putin Bay. And a storm, no, not a storm. It was a, um, I think, wind from the back because it would go way up the um, the rise of the water and go down. And it was not dark, and I was so scared. And I took, I kept praying to God all the way over there, <laughs> holding on to the cockpit wall there. And um, I told myself, I'm never going in this again. And then by the time we get to the anchorage there at Putin Bay, it's dark. We can't see. And then the motor wouldn't start. And then we bumped into a boat. And then... I'm trying to grab a ball. We miss a couple of them. And finally, after I, we did grab the ball and he had it stopped and secured, I wouldn't even go down below. I got my sleeping bag and I laid on the cockpit, and that's where I was all night. But by the time morning came, I guess I saw I calmed down. <laughs> you had to get home, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not still a put in bay, so, you no. know. No. And I didn't really think there was an option of calling one of my kids to come and drive over here to pick me up. You're in the middle of the water. <laughs> Would you say that was the scariest time you had on your boat? Yeah. I wasn't even uh, scared when uh, we were out there in that storm uh, going to um, up there in Lake Huron, Lake um, St. Clair. But the I had to hold the sail down because when you – the tip of the water – tip of the boat goes in the water and it comes over mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. then that would pull that sail mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the other end in the water. So I had to be the sail bag. <laughs> well, 
What's it was the scariest time? Did you already share that, or was there another time it was scarier for you? Um, well, well, there's been other storms we've been caught in. That first one I already talked about was yeah. the scariest because okay. I was so inexperienced. I didn't know anything. I, I couldn't even help Bill because I couldn't get out of where I was sitting. I was just like stuck. Froze. Froze. Yeah, froze <laughs> right there. Um, but over the years, there's been other storms that we've been caught in. And, and it's my thinking that, well, it, the truth is, if you take care of your equipment, it's going to take care of you. So always take care of your boat and your motor and make sure the motor runs if you need it. Um, and you're going to get through it. You'll get through it. You just have to know. Obviously, I have a lot of faith in my skipper, <laughs> so <laughs> um, that helps. But, yeah, have I been concerned? Yeah, I was concerned, but not as scared as that first time. <laughs> yeah, I we had a Cal 29. Okay. That was the, the first boat that a nice size. Ed, boat, uh, that Ed bought, and... Uh, <clears throat> That's we never wanted a, a different one, and then when it was um, we had it out here in the last couple of years. I was the one that had to put put it on the the boat for winter, the cover. Okay. And uh, he couldn't get on the ladder or anything. The last time, one of the guys working here put the sail the cover in the front front lift of their tractor and put it up on the boat for me and I covered it up which I had made the cover myself anyway because uh, I had the experience at Griner sales yeah that was nice that you knew how to do that stuff yourself I know you had told me you didn't even sew, you had your sewing machine up until a few years ago right yeah I also had had one a uh, commercial sale machine in my garage after uh, I had retired, uh, made a few different covers for people, things that um, the sale shop didn't want to make, I guess. Yeah. So, but then yeah. I got sold that also. I don't have that anymore. All right. Uh, any other things you guys might want to share with everybody regarding sailing or just women in sailing? I think. What I would like to share is that we have a we have a lot of ladies in Jolly Roger Sailing Club who don't sail. Um, they prefer not to be on a boat out in the water, but they support that their husband does. Mm -hmm. They become members of the club. They get involved for you know other activities, the social activities. There's a lot going on at this club. So whether a woman wants to sail or not, that's her choice. And if her husband um, and she work well together on a boat and they decide to do it together, more power to them. But mm -hmm. just know that, you know, there's a lot of ladies in this club that don't sail. So if somebody even would be thinking about joining Jolly Roger, but they don't really think they want to be out on the water, that's fine. That's, we love to have everybody here. Yeah, it yeah. all takes, it takes everybody to make this club work. Yeah. Yeah. The sailing people, uh, they're not all, there's more work in the sailing club to do. When mm -hmm. uh, Ed and I first joined also, we were um, the race committee with um, uh, Mike Foley, and we would go out on the boat with him. And at that particular time, there was a lot of boats 
a lot of classes. I think we had five classes of boats that would go out here in the in the bay and around lighthouse and back to um, on a course. And there would be a person from each of those classes that would be the volunteers for the kitchen duty. And they would get points for being on the kitchen duty. So they would have some kind of points to add up for their end of the season points, which was a good that's a good a idea. Good that is a good idea. That's, yeah. a good, that's a very good idea. And we did that for quite a while here. And uh, I don't know when it stopped. but You know, uh, Judy, you made an interesting point about a lot of people belong here and do not sail. Uh, right now, like last night, we had Euchre here. We have Euchre here on Fridays right now. We'll have trivia coming up. Uh, so there's always things to do here, um, even if you don't sail, looking for a place just to hang out, get to know some people. Um, we do a lot of non-sailing activities. Uh, my wife sails occasionally, but she might go five, six times a year, but her schedule isn't like mine. Like I'm off in the summer, so she doesn't have as much time available, but she'll come to some of the events that we have. So uh, if you're looking for a place and you always wondered, come check us out some Friday night. Um, you'll find we're very welcoming. We have, nice thing is we have really a members of all ages. I think our youngest member is 13 Maybe um, up to, I mean, I wouldn't even venture. 86. What? 86. Oh, Betty's 86. <laughs> uh, but, and then, uh, so, I mean, we have people of all ages here. So, and the fun part is they all interact together. We don't see all the older folks sitting by themselves and the younger people sitting by themselves because it's just, we're kind of, we are really do function as a family. I know that's kind of an overused thing, but I think we are a family here. So if you're looking for a place, come on out, visit us here at Jolly Roger. Good job. Thanks guys. That was awesome. <laughs> Those are stories we never get.